the thing is that people just don't follow you because you've got a great idea you know it's it's you know you need to create something so that they start being attracted and that's when i was like okay one of the main problem is um being able to work and uh, having young children when you're a woman and um that's why i actually created the marketplace where moms can sell their services and their products online and this way it allows them to earn money on their own terms instead of being you know blocked with the corporate hours and corporate expectations heroes are an inspiring group of people every one of them from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do every hero has a story to tell from the doctor saving lives at your local hospital to the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom to the police officers and the firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours every hero is special and every story worth telling but there is one class of heroes that i think is often ignored the entrepreneur the creator the producer the ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves you know what i can fix that i can help people i can make a difference then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews, and today I have is uh make sure i can get this name correct it's orian junker is that correct that's right awesome i'm glad i got that right on the first try but orian thank you so much for coming in and being a part of uh the hero show today where are you calling in from i'm colleen from australia where the weather is pretty amazing <laughs> and we are pretty excited to be connected to other part of the world because we've been isolated for the past uh, year and a half now yeah, I can imagine. We're in a, um, for those of you who are following along with our travels while we're recording this podcast, my wife and I are in Florida right now. Um, and it's raining on us a lot right now because it's apparently hurricane season in Florida. And that's when we decided to come visit was hurricane season. <laughs> um, so, Best idea ever. Yeah. So what I want to do real quick is for my guests who don't know who you are or for my audience who doesn't know who you are, my, you're my guest. <clears throat> I'll get my words right eventually. Is... Um, do a brief introduction so they know who you are. So Orion is a highly ambitious and passionate entrepreneur, loving mom of two boys with an amazing husband that fits somewhere into your busy life. You were born in France and you currently um, live in Sydney, Australia, and you started a company named Spots, which is a marketplace for moms to share their uh, their products and their services with other moms in the community. Is that, uh, that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Awesome. So what I want to have you do to start off with is tell me a little bit about what it is that you do with spots and who you do it for and sort of what the main products and services are. Yep. Easy. Um, so I think what is interesting to start with is why I created my business. Initially, uh, so I'm working in the pharmaceutical industry. I work in medical, in neuroscience. Um, so it's an interesting job. I work with, uh, in a big corporate, big pharma, and we talk a lot about those pharma at the moment. Um, but when I ended up being pregnant, I suffered from discrimination and, uh, like to the, to an extent, like we can't imagine really, like, I think it was more 
out of stupidity that I was suffering type of, you know, the type of comments where, oh, you have to go to your doctor to be allowed to travel beyond 30 weeks that is normally allowed by, by airlines. And um, so I was asked to travel up to 36 weeks when I was traveling every week initially. And I was like, but I can't do that. Like, seriously, like I look like a whale. I don't fit in the plane anymore. You know, it's, it's just really hard. And then I ended up having problems because I refused to go beyond those, uh, those, you know, allowed 30 weeks uh, by airline. And then I started to also receive comments when I came back from mat leave uh, saying that I didn't deserve promotion or pay rise because I was in hibernation when I was in mat leave. And I was like, what? In hibernation? Seriously? <laughs> like, so when you're a mother, yeah, people like corporates consider you a bit of a problem. And uh, I was always, uh, I was still paid 30K less than my husband when we finished our studies together. And uh, when we actually did this exactly the same study and started to work in the pharma at the same time, and we're doing the same job, exact same job in the same pharma. And I was like, why is my husband being paid 30K more than I am? So that, you know, that gender equality uh, is not really perfect at the moment in Australia. And I got very frustrated with that. And when I started to talk with my with my friends, I realized that when we got pregnant, the problem got even bigger. Um, and we were all frustrated and talking, but at some point I was like, I think we need to do something about it. And that's when I had the idea of spots. And spots is called spots because of the spots on the back of the ladybird, because the ladybird is a symbol of freedom in women. And, you know, at some point I was like, okay, so I, I want to create that community of women who say what they want to see change in the society and has enough power to influence policymakers so that we can create a more mom-friendly society. Um, the thing is that people just don't follow you because you've got a great idea. You know, it's, it's, you know, you need to create something so that they start being attracted. And that's when I was like, okay, one of the main problems is um, being able to work and uh, having young children when you're a woman. And um, that's why I actually created the marketplace where moms can sell their services and their products online. And this way it allows them to earn money on their own terms instead of being, you know, blocked with the corporate hours and corporate expectations. Um, so that was the idea. So actually the marketplace right now is sort of an excuse to gather those women so that later on we can be sort of a lobby, lobby group and be able to influence our governments. So that's the whole idea of spots and where it came from. Yeah, that's an incredible story and like how you started that and got into it. Um, and so you are using spots as a marketplace for women to help earn an income. Right. So they're not. And it's interesting because it's it's like fits right into the new sort of the way the economy is moving, um, especially post pandemic, where more and more people are able to work and work remotely. And the corporate space is, I would say, almost like losing a lot of power um, because people are realizing they don't need to have um, and, you know, they don't need to be in the same place or work in the same places. And so you're you're working with moms to show them how to earn an income while they're at home, um, which is cool. So. Yeah. When it comes to like the breadth of services that your your moms and stuff are offering, is it is it like, you know, craft projects, like the kind of stuff you'd see on Etsy as well as professional services, or is it like a whole mix of stuff? Do you see see it skew one way or the other? Yeah, so actually it's a bit of a mix of uh, of stuff. It's not like Etsy where they're very specialized. Initially they were specialized in handcraft and vintage. For me, it's whatever moms have to sell, they can sell it on the marketplace because I just want to help them earn money without, you know, any constraint of like, oh, no, sorry, you're selling that type of product, you're not allowed. It's more like the mom spirit. So whatever you're selling, you're welcome on the platform. 
unless it's, you know, say sexual services or anything like that, because we're open-minded, but to, uh, to a certain extent. Um, so, yeah, that's really, <laughs> yeah, try, yeah, try to follow the rules a little bit. Uh, to not get uh, spotted straight away. So, um, so yeah, I guess it's uh, it's really to help the community of moms, and I don't mind what they're doing. And that's why I, we are actually right now developing the service section because initially when we developed the product, I was like, but that's probably rejecting 50% of other moms who are selling services, coaching, you know, doing consulting or communication services, etc. And that's why I'm developing the the other part. So, yeah, Spots is a bit of an Etsy um etsy-like a bit more broad and also with the service on top and actually one thing uh, you were talking about with the corporate um uh, you know the corporate way that is a bit backward almost you know and i was always fascinated with uber i was just like this is pretty amazing what they've created because they've created a new way of thinking a new way of living people can actually work whenever they want to instead of having those times they need to fit in and um and i really think that is pretty amazing and i think it was always something in the background and when i had that idea i was like oh actually not understand it goes into that um way of thinking that we need to have some freedom when earning money and that we don't need to depend of a boss um because i think yeah this is a bit of a backward thinking to have a boss paying for you giving them your life pretty much or your time and uh, i really like the fact you can re-empower people so that they can earn money on their own terms yeah so is so that's the whole idea of is the uh, marketplace um has it become international already or are you guys still mostly in australia how is that how's that growth looking uh, so, so we started like really uh, this year in February, and it's now developed in uh, Australia and New Zealand. But the aim is to go very quickly uh, for some funding rounds. Uh, and I want to do equity crowdfunding because it really goes with that mentality of supporting other moms and that moms are owning the marketplace and we are kind of, you know, empowered to to change our future, owning a part and like a share of spots. So we're going for a round of equity crowdfunding at the end of the year. And uh, the aim is to go to US actually pretty quickly and to uh, French countries as well, because it's obviously much easier when you're from the country uh, to understand what are the what the market is like. But yeah, US is a big market because I yeah. think there is so much to change. Like it, like when I was reading about a bit about you know the maternal uh, maternity leave in in US, it's, it's just you know horrendous. Like women don't have time with their children. It's pretty much you give birth and you throw your kid in a daycare and you go back to work and and it makes me really sad. And I think there's there's a lot to change in US, and that's why it's a country I'm really interested in, even if it might be a very difficult one. <laughs> Absolutely. So just out of curiosity, if you're um, so I assume the the primary language in in Australia is English and in France, it's not it's French. Are you going to have to like figure out how to build the app and the whole services to be translatable when you start moving into countries like France and other other places in Europe that don't speak English as as their first language? Yeah, that's going to be a pain, really. I'm pretty well aware of that. But the aim is to go in every country in the world. And I think the way I'll do it um, is probably have translators translating all the content and also readapting. It's what we do in pharma as well. You know, you have the global strategy coming from global and then you have to adapt it to your country. Um, it's pretty much what I will do. So, yeah, the headquarter will be Australia. And then in other countries, you can pretty much, you know, all the content, the videos, um, the written blog, etc. I think we'll have translators doing all that um, and also have like a CEO in, in the country 
so who can actually uh, really manage the um, the whole thing in a very French way because I don't want it to be only a translation of Australia because I think then it loses it, its soul because the whole purpose in each country is going to be different because it's different regulations, different laws, and, and you know, people are just having uh, cultural differences. So you need to adapt to that if you want to be successful. Otherwise, if it's just a copy and paste of Australia, it might be um, not relevant for the country I'm trying to develop in. Yeah, and that's a, it's a really interesting thing to be thinking about at the beginning of your company is thinking, how do I set this up so it's ready for a global strategy that we're going to be starting really soon? Um, not everyone's business is, is that way, where they're starting having to think about the whole global network. So that's a, it's fascinating that you're starting there um, and looking and planning to be a global company right from the outset. Yeah, so I think it might be a bit of a pretentious way of seeing it, but my company was never meant to be only Australian. Uh, I was always having a big vision, uh, probably not a, like the best self-confidence to, to have that big v vision, you know, initially, because everything goes back to self-confidence always. But like I could only envision spots being a place for months of the world to, to be able to express themselves. So it, it has to be a, a strong movement. And if you want to be strong, you must not only just be one in one country. So yeah, my vision was always international and it's much more fun and much more exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's a big vision. So it's, you know, when you got to you got to shoot for the stars, right? So what I want to talk about then exactly is your superpowers that you bring to this company, right? So every iconic hero has superpowers, whether that's a fancy flying suit made by their genius intellect or, you know, super strength or the ability to call down thunder from the sky. Heropreneurs have um, a what I call a zone of genius, right? Which is either a skill or a set of skills that you were born with or you developed over time that you can bring to bear in your market, right? The things that help you slay the villains in your clients, um, in your clients' world. And the way that I like to think about this is if you look at all the skills that you've developed over time, you probably have a common thread that ties all those skills together. And that's where you find your superpower. So with that framing, what do you think your superpower is in building and developing this business? Um, you know, I think... Uh, everything I hated before, I realized that it's actually my strengths now. It is very funny. Like everything I was rejecting, like, oh, I'll never write. I hate writing. I hate politics. I'll never go into politics. And look what I'm creating. It's sort of a community where I have to write regularly, to talk, to express myself, my ideas. Um, and, and I will have to go and work with politicians at some point if we want to be able to, to do what we are planning on doing. So I realized that my strengths is actually communication because I have passion and the fact I'm a bit clumsy as well sometimes in the way I say things gives me a bit of like the pure raw um, persona that people are like oh, okay she's not polished and perfect she's like me um, and I think this is my strength because people can relate to me easily and I am in the truth like I communicate the truth and I don't care what people think so sometimes I'm a bit too blunt more especially for Australians or Americans or like the English culture, like I'm extremely blunt and people look at me like, whoa, like she's a bit too much. But if I want to change things, that's what I have to be. So yeah, I think it's my way of communicating that is all about saying the truth. Um, I've grown up now. Initially, I was a bit raw and people were a bit shocked when I was saying things. Now I've understood that there is a way of saying what you want to say and that's making the difference. Um, so yeah, I would say my genius is going to be communication and getting people trying to follow me. And I see it started, you know, to really work and people are getting, you know, on the journey with me. And, and initially it was like, 
it's never going to happen. But I just trust that at some point the universe would align and come with me. So yeah, communication and also the fact that I have an international background, it allows me as well to have an open mind and you really to understand all those cultural differences. So it's going to be my strengths probably if I want to develop in internationally at some point. But also I think one thing uh, as well is um, sort of the healer thing, I guess, and the spiritual um, aspect of my life that can be of interest to people, I realize. Like a lot of people tell me, oh my God, you should be a coach or, you know, like you're listening to people and, and I grab their problem and very easily I find solutions. Or I, you know, it's it's usually people like talking to me and because they can relate probably. I don't know. It's, it's always been something very easy for me. And the fact I'm quite spiritual, I usually bring a sort of perspective that is different from the very physical um, type of advice you can get very often with most people. And uh, every time like I have friends, they don't call me for two years. And when they have a big problem in their lives, I would be the first person they would call. And I was always thinking, that's very weird. It always happens with all my friends. So I think, yeah, it's that vision um, a bit beyond the, the barriers of the physical world that is quite attractive as well too for some people. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so if communication is the superpower and you have these goals to be a a force sort of in each country that you operate in, you're going to have to work on sort of replicating that into other people who are going to help you run this organization, right? And you're going to have to like build people up. Have you have you already started that? Sort of what's the, what's the plan there and how do you find other people that have the same passion for that you have to grow this um to have to sort of have that international impact you're looking for? Um, so I have ideas already of some people I've met who could be the people working in, in some countries that want to develop, uh, to develop in. Um, I'm, I haven't told them yet though, so I'm not, <laughs> not going to say their names, um, but I guess it really comes, <laughs> let's keep it quiet. Uh, but yeah, I think it, um, it really comes down to the woman network. It's amazing. Like in Australia, I don't know if it exists in the U S but we have like-minded bitches who drink wine. Um, and it's an amazing network of women, you know, like of bitches and actually discussing business. And it's really amazing because every time you are looking for someone to hire, you're just saying, you know, Hey, I'm looking for blah, 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 blah. And you get like a hundred of women replying and just in being interested in working with you. And I don't know, straight away when I talk to someone, I just know whether they fit or not with the spots mentality. Um, and I think it's a, sometimes I can't explain and it's very irrational. It's just an energetic thing. I just feel their energy is going to fit. And it's, it's, um, sometimes the, it's just about, I meditate on it. Is she the right person to come and join? And I get the answer very quickly. So it's my way of doing, I am sometimes not really relying on the very physical and pragmatic, irrational to, to hire someone. Uh, I just meditate and I get a yes or a no. It's very clear. And I just follow that. And some people around me sometimes don't really understand why I do things. And my husband is the first one. So I just don't understand why you're doing it. It's not logical. And I'm like, sometimes you have to follow the heart and you know when i meditate it's what i see so it's what i'm going to do so yeah now my husband starts understanding my way of working and it sees that it made its proof so he's getting used to it but yeah it's not easy to make people understand that yeah yeah and it'll it'll have a tremendous impact on your growth is getting the right people to really help you buy into what you're doing and how you're doing it. So that'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that impacts your, your growth as you guys become international and end up in 
you know, in the U.S. Because I know my wife has a bunch of things that she would love to start offering. Like we're, she's in the process now of she's just picked up a new skill where she knows she's she got her first commission like mural, um, which was super cool. And she she got to do that. And I was like, we need to be able to market that, especially as like we're, as we're traveling the U.S. Sounds like the spots would be a great marketplace to be able to uh, to do that. So I look forward to seeing your launch in the U.S. Yeah, it might be another year though. Uh, but yeah, I'm planning on getting there. It's really important for me the the US thing. I don't know why it was the first country where I was like, I want to go there before France. So so yeah, next year hopefully I'll get there. It's a huge market. It's it's um it's it's one of the biggest markets in the world. So you know it's a good place to go. <laughs> Exactly, but I will be competing with the headquarter of Etsy, so that will be a tough one. But I, you know, I see opportunities everywhere. That means people are already used to that type of buying, that type of you know putting their products on Etsy. So why not joining spots on the side? You know, it's just a, uh, uh, it's yeah. it might be an opportunity for me that Etsy is so well implanted in the country already. Absolutely. And now a quick word from our show's sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro-celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. And now, back to the Hero Show. So I want to talk about the flip side then of your superpower. So if your superpower is the communication and the ability to read people's energies and connect like that and do those things, the flip side of that is the fatal flaw, right? So just like every Superman has their kryptonite or Wonder Woman has her bracelets of victory that she can't remove without going mad, you probably have something you struggled with in your business. For me, it was a couple of things that I struggled with, right? I struggled with perfectionism um, for a long time, which means I never shipped product. I also struggled with lack of self-care, which really showed up in letting my clients walk all over me and not having good boundaries and not really letting my time have boundaries and letting my time walk all over me. Um, and those kind of things I had to learn to overcome so I could continue to grow my business. So in your business growth, what is one of the fatal flaws that you've had to struggle through? And how have you, I think more importantly, how have you worked to overcome it so that you can continue to grow? Self-confidence without any doubt. <laughs> like, um, I think it comes down to education in France is all about can do better. Like you have 18 out of 20 can do better. Like it's, it's really like I've been raised in those Catholic school, a bit old fashioned. Okay. So I wanted to move on a little bit in a conversation and talk a little bit about your mentors, right? And we talk on the show all the time. Every hero has their mentors, just like 
uh, Frodo had Gandalf, or Luke had Obi-Wan, or Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad, or even Spider-Man, who had his Uncle Ben. Who were some of your heroes? Were they real-life mentors, speakers, or authors, maybe peers who are a couple of years ahead of you? And how important were they to what you have accomplished in your business so far? I think one uh, that I really love, it's Greta Thunberg because she goes beyond the norms. She goes beyond what people think. Uh, imagine, like, she, she's just a kid, and she sat down there in front of the, the parliament uh, in, in Stockholm and just to get, because she was so strong with her idea. I love people who have like such strong purpose and are driven to the core to make it happen. I think they are the people who are going to change the world. And I love those people who have, like, they don't care what people think about them. Like, they, she just doesn't care at all. She just does what she has to do, what she came here for. And nothing will steer her away from that. And I admire her for that. And I hope I can be that person, uh, even if obviously there is always that self-confidence piece and, and the judgment, you know, the fear of judgment from others that is always going to be a bit of a limit. But when I look up, you know, look at those people who went above and beyond and not caring about what people were saying or the impact it had on their lives. I just admire that. And I think Gandhi was really one of those, you know, like he, it started in, uh, before it was to, in India, it started in Africa where he was fighting for uh, a cause uh, already, you know, like he was that little lawyer coming from India and then he realized, I don't remember exactly what the cause was in there, but it was obviously always about racism. And and it just stood up, like suddenly it's like his purpose lightened up and he, he was that strong person and, and nothing could stop him. And I think it's what I admire and it's what I intend to become. You know, like nothing can stop me in my mission to to help those women, to empower women for 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 a better world. You know, and um, yeah. yeah. So I would say Greta Thunberg. She is my my big idol at the moment. <laughs> awesome, and I love that. I love the the idea of of just looking at people who have pushed beyond the limits that they are. You know, that people put on them, right? Um, and Greta Thunberg is absolutely one of those people. Um, and I know she's also, she's, uh, what do they call it? She's like a divisive force. Not a lot of people agree with what she has to say or how she says it, but she did it anyways. Right. And that's a powerful story. So that's a, it's a good place to be and a good person to look up to. So my, uh, my next question for you is about your guiding principles, right? And, um, and it's one of the things that makes heroes heroic is that they live by a code. For instance, Batman never, uh, kills his enemies. He only ever puts them in Arkham Asylum. So as we get to the end of this interview, I want to talk about the top one, maybe two principles that you live your life by that really inform how you run spots. Yeah, there is one. And I guess it goes down, it comes down to spirituality. Um, try to do things with love. Yeah, I think uh, it, it gives you, like I believe in karma and um, everything you're giving to the world is what you're going to get back. It's just everything is energy in a world and it's a question of vibration. So if you're sending low vibration to the world, the world, you know, is always to, you know, like there's always a question of balance. If you're sending shit to the world, it's what you're going to get back. And um, I'm, I'm always uh, trying to 
to work from a love space. Um, it's never easy uh, because it's not how I've been raised, and um, and you have that by default setting where you try, you know, to protect yourself sometimes, and that judgment that comes back. Um, but I try to go back to that loving space because it's what's going to be the key to everything for our world. And it looks like a bit of a naive thing. We need to to love everyone. No, no, it's not that. But I think everything you're trying to do has to to come from a heart space. And and it is something I wanted to say as well. We spot every single communication we have with our vendor. Like they just like we are communicating always nicely and trying to be, you know, supportive and, and be there for, for the moms. And they give it back like a thousand times. Like it's, this is just my number one rule. And it's what I tell when people start working with me, when you're writing, write with love, you know, it's like, it has to be nice. It has to be lovely always because it's what you're sending to the world. And you have to be very careful with what you're thinking and what you're sending, because it, it is the, the world you're creating for yourself. You know, your thoughts and everything you think is going to be, creating your world so you have to be very very careful about your thoughts and judgment anger is something that you are going to manifest uh, you know for yourself as well if it's what you're throwing out there so yeah that's my number one thing that everything I try to do I try to do it from that space but I have to confess when I have you know, people who come at you, you're putting your guts on the table, your soul on the table, and, and you have those people who are writing very aggressively. And I'm like, my first reaction is like, you bitch, you know, like, it just go very mad, you know, and I'm like, Ugh, going back to the loving space. And I have, you know, um, uh, Ruby uh, is an amazing person I'm working with, and she's a bit older and probably a, uh, a bit wiser <laughs> sometimes. And, and every time she tells me, but, you know, like, you have to, to understand her. She's probably writing because like this uh, aggressively, because it's ho she's homeschooling, right? now and she's overwhelmed and that's why she's writing those things and you have to understand where she's coming from but i'm like yeah, but she's you know like you know you, you go into that very judgmental and reactive um you know mentality and i try to step back and usually i'm like ah she's right again you know but yeah so it's going back to that loving space where i'm like okay i understand what what do you where, where do what what type of help and support do you need you know instead of like you bitch which would be my first reaction so yeah i think stepping back and yeah so you just have to write the uh write the mean the mean response and then delete it, and then write the <laughs> write the loving. Yeah, one. you still need to get it out of your system, otherwise you get frustrated. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I have my you beach moment, you know, that is like like going like that for like half an hour. And I usually like one of the big advice I was told to incorporate is that never write an email when you're angry. Never, always wait the day after, you know, because otherwise you send something and you regret it big time. And so I think it's, yeah, what I'm trying to apply as well uh, with my business. Yeah, I love, I love the idea of operating from a place of love and that you get back what you give. Um, and I know I, um, I went to school as a preacher, right? So I, I studied the scripture a lot. And one of the things um, is that this quote a lot in, um, in is the Sermon on the Mount from Jesus. And he, he talks about, um, you know, give first and then you shall receive. And I always thought that people, you know, people a lot of times think that's like a commandment from God that first you give, then you receive. And I'm like, I don't think that was a commandment. That's not what he was doing on the Sermon on the Mount is he was telling you, this is how the world works, right? This is like the operating system of the earth. 
And part of that operating system is you get back what you give. Um, and so it's like if, if it, so it wasn't a commandment as much as it was, here's how the world works and, you know, do with that information what you will. <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, learning to operate from that place of love is a, is a great place to start because, you know, you're giving back and you, you've already said you get it back in your business. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I love the fact you've been a preacher before. It's very original. We don't see that, you know, studying preaching is, is not something you see every day. I just love it. But, you know, I think there there it comes down like what you're saying, uh, what Jesus was saying is actually one of the universal law. And I base my life on those universal law. And the main one is the law of attraction. And you attract what you're thinking you attract what you're giving it's just the law of attraction everything works abide by that law and i think it's a shame that in a world people are not being taught those things so at school i was taught so much bullshit that i will never use but i was not taught all those spiritual laws which are not like binded to any religion or anything it's just how the universe works that's how it works and once you understand it you can actually work with it and make it work your own way and the law of attraction, it's also, um, it, it, it actually can go um, and be used in so many different ways. But one thing is like, if you think and visualize what you want to manifest, it will manifest because your thoughts are manifesting in, the, in your world because it's the law of attraction. So if you think enough of your dreams, like it's going to happen, but you have to believe it. And I can tell you it's happening. So for me, it has always worked always and in a way that is just miraculous sometimes and i think yeah people should know about those rules because they are what actually are guiding their lives and sometimes they just don't, don't understand you see people saying things and i'm just like if you knew about the universal law you would never say that and it would probably change your life you know but we never taught those things so as long as you're pairing pairing the visualization law of attraction with actually going out and doing the work, it starts to everything starts working together and really helping you move forward. So um, that basically brings us to the end of our interview. Um, but I do finish every interview with a simple challenge. I call it the hero's challenge. And it is just a way for me to find stories that I might not otherwise find because not everyone's looking to be out on podcasts so the question is simple do you have someone in your life in your network and i imagine you do because of what you do um that has a cool entrepreneurial story who are they first names are fine and why do you think they should come share their story with us here on the hero show uh priscilla shand uh i would say her because she's been giving 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 without like without trying to get anything in return because she believes um in a cause that is similar than mine that women should have more space in this world and she created hire her and this is a platform um that where women hire each other and uh and i find it pretty cool and she's helped me above and beyond and I'm just thinking that's amazing because she's not even getting any commission on the work she's doing. She's just doing it because she believes women should have more place in this world. And so she's trying to give them the, you know, the, she's trying to offer them the stage to, 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 to be themselves and to exist more in this world. And so I think she would definitely be a person that you want to interview. Yeah, absolutely. We'll reach out afterwards and maybe get to see if we can get an introduction to get her on the show. Um, but at the end of any comic book, there's always the crowd of people who are standing and cheering and clapping for the acts of heroism. So our analogous to that on this show is I want to know where can people find you? Where can they find spots? How can they join the marketplace? How can they help with the mission? Um, and where can they light up the bat signal, so to speak, right? And say, hey, you know what, Orion, I would really love to be a part of what you're doing. 
And I think more important than where it is that they can go is who are the right types of people to reach out and actually become a part of what you're doing. Um, easy. Uh, my platform is spots.com.au, spots, S-P-O-T-Z. And uh, we are on social media at Spots for Moms and so Facebook and Instagram. And um, there is a way like an email and contact details where you can reach out to me um, on the platform. And you're most welcome to join as a vendor, as a mom who want to bring content um, whether it's video content, uh, which we will do very soon on social media, or whether it's written content uh, on the blog series, uh, which we release uh, every month. So yeah, there, there's multiple ways. And you know what? We're very open to ideas. So if you think that my platform, my platform could actually integrate <coughs> some of your idea of developing a course to help women or anything you know what come up with that idea write me an email and uh and i'll be very happy to actually integrate you um if your idea fits the 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 general sports idea and it's what things have been happening like that you know people came to me and i was like i i don't know what i can do you know like what we can do together but if you leave the door open it's amazing like you realize people come to you and they don't even know why they're coming and you're just wondering what the hell they're doing here and there's always something amazing that comes out of it and um so yeah don't hesitate to reach out even if you don't know why we'll find a way to uh to probably work together because if you feel you have to reach out it means you have to and there's something that's going to happen out of it Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and the story of Spots with our audience. I really appreciate it. Um, and we'll definitely make sure that the links to Spots are in the uh, the description below this, this uh, episode. So if you are interested in getting on and becoming a vendor. Um, and just since most of my audience is in the US right now, um, I know you guys, do you guys have like a waiting list or anything or notification list for when you guys are going to be launching in a few different other countries that they can check out? Uh, yeah, so they, they actually um, can reach out to hello at spots.com.au uh, and, and tell us if uh, they, they want to join when we launch because, yeah, I keep a list and uh, we're going to reach out to everyone when we launch in US or in other countries. Like I've got my list ready to go. Awesome. Very. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story today, Oriane. I really appreciate it. Do you have any final words of wisdom for my audience for hit this uh, stop record button? Um, I would say stop uh, limiting yourself. This is shit. Put it to the bin and start realizing your dream. You know, I know it's easy to say, but just please do it. Like the world needs people with a vision and with dreams. Absolutely. I agree completely. Thank you very much, Oriane.